0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, episode 126, and today we'll be returning to the roundtable to discuss my all-time favorite franchise, Star Wars. And joining me on the roundtable will be returning guests Adam Waldron, Josh Gay, Bill Lyons, and Uptown Eddie Murray. This was the biggest and probably most epic podcast ...that I've ever done. We sat here and we talked about Star Wars for over three hours one night. And this podcast was so big that it had to be split into two parts. So you'll be hearing part one of the podcast today. Uh, we talk about you know our first memories of the movies, watching them growing up, uh, all the changes that George Lucas made to the special editions in the late 90s, the video games, some of the schematic books, and of course the controversial prequel trilogy. But before we do that, let me tell you about my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are an indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they are very important to this podcast. And that's because they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is Twin Peaks from their album Murder Mystery Night, which you can find for free on Bandcamp. Just go to Bandcamp.com and search for The Unicorn Wranglers. And you can get Murder Mystery Night for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also get their EP Atomics on iTunes and Spotify. You can also follow them on social media. They're on Twitter and Instagram, at Wranglers. Just go to Facebook, search for The Unicorn Wranglers, and be sure to check out their website, unicornranglers.com. And without further ado, let's take a journey to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
2: I was going. Wait, wrong, wrong movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all right though. Still, about, da, you're da, fine. Da, still, still about
0: space. We're here to talk Star Wars. Star
3: Wars.
0: <laughs> Let me have that Star, Star Wars. <laughs> I am your host, Derek Diamond, sitting along with. My four guests here for the Star Wars round table sitting to my left is Mr. Uptown Eddie Murray. Hey. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing
1: Helping well. Helping that Excited brand, to be Eddie. here.
4: Excited to be here. <laughs> Everybody's gonna say my up up name t- like forty t- times t- tonight. He's yeah, what's your name again?
1: And you are Oh man. You're I'm glad f- you came by, Edward. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Thank How you. How do we know
3: you? No, you don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sitting across from me is P.A. Extraordinaire, Mr. Josh Gay. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Derek Diamond. Also <laughs> sitting across from me, I believe this is what the—is this the 12th or 13th? 13. Do we I, were on
5: 14? Do are we, we are 14? Really? I think so. Because you, we were 13 on Disney,
0: right?
2: I think he just makes this. Did anyone time. listen to Disney lately? Did you listen to Disney? Late? I didn't listen to Disney not lately. To
0: Disney lately. I think we're 14, dude. Do Do we count the Cheers appearance?
2: I would. Yes. Yeah, that's a guess. It's view. a guest yeah, spot. Yeah, guess spot. It's a guest spot. Surprise
0: call-in
5: guest. <laughs> they would count on IMDb, but
2: <laughs> well, we're we're playing by IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Waldron <laughs> as Adam Waldron, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll
0: also now fellow podcaster. Yes, Adam Waldron. I will Waldron. take.
2: I will take fourteen.
0: <laughs> we'll go with 14. fourteen. And also sitting to my right is Mr. Bill Lyons, who is sporting a fantastic Rogue Squadron jersey.
5: Yes, Rogue Squadron jersey from Geeky Jerseys. They are very great quality. Even if you don't like hockey, great quality nerd stuff, not just Star Wars. They listen to the fans. Go check them out at geekyjerseys.com. They're
0: really great, really great bunch of guys. I want one. It looks fantastic. And you said you had like what, five or six other ones? Just of the Star Wars ones, yeah.
5: Geeky jerseys total. And I'm not even one with the most. Um, I probably have upwards of 12 or 15. That's nuts. Just of geeky jerseys. They have
0: some awesome ones. They really do. They have a Tron one that I really want to get. Yeah, the Tron one's cool, and they crowdsource. They will get
5: on their Facebook, they will get on Twitter, and they will ask their fans, what do you want us to offer?
0: Fantastic.
3: Just a note. Ed, (laughs) Ed, is that your name? What are you doing down there, Eddie? Hey! I brought
0: Pringles. (laughs) We are less than three minutes in, and this This show has already fallen completely off the (laughs) rails.
3: But it's the loudest snack possible (laughs) (laughs) on a podcast.
0: Did you know that Pringles were originally going to make no
3: (laughs) idea what I'm doing?
0: Anyway, we are here to discuss Star Wars, the greatest franchise in Western civilization.
2: Alright. <laughs> Let's take
0: it easy, bro. <laughs> Bond consumption. What suck is it? it Arizona Cardinals, is that what you're saying? Bond consumption. That it. is a discussion for another podcast, sir. We should have that debate one day. What is better? Star Wars or James Bond? Or Interstellar. What? Hey did hey did any, <laughs> oh,
3: did any of the Star Oh, Wars you characters? just
2: became my favorite employee. <laughs> no, I'm not your employee.
3: <laughs> did any of the Star Wars characters ever dress up like a clown with balloons? Just to ask you. Jar Jar. That was... well. Hey! hey, Oh, hey. Right. oh no, no. Better never deploy. No, better.
5: Amidala. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. A little lipstick <laughs> thing. Yeah, but she
0: was hot. That is Those are the balloons.
2: All right, Derek. <laughs> you can, you can get us back on track. I'm sorry.
0: It's all good. So I want to start... We'll start with Mr. Bill here. What is your first memory of Star Wars?
5: Return of the Jedi. And I was maybe four or five years old. And I remember then you always had stuff, not so much on actual VHS, but you had stuff on, um, like, recorded VHS. And I always remember never being able to find the one with the green lightsaber. That's all I wanted. I want to watch the one with the green lightsaber, and I could never find it. And every time I did, it was this awesome, special thing. So Return of the Jedi is my earliest memory of Star Wars.
2: Mr. Waldron? Uh, earliest memory of Star Wars would have to be watching, um, I think, uh, my neighbor, my best friend had, um, the, you know, you, you remember the old VHS combo packs that would have like the three movie mm-hmm. movies, this big and, you know, each movie was in there. I had that. Yeah, I still, yeah, still have, I still yeah, have that, mine. That's, that's, that's what we used to watch as, um, uh, as a kid. We would, we would put in the New Hope, um, Empire and, uh, Return and, you know we just watch them back to back to back but they th- i remember that distinctly they came in that three like that three stack vhs combo was pack it in combo.
0: like a big black box with i think it, was, it had yoda on yeah, one side and yeah, vader on the yeah. other i, I think made, i think
2: all yes. all, all three vhs it, it had gold this, on it
5: yeah. yoda was return of the jedi um a stormtrooper was empire and then vader was uh, star wars and then the package cover was vader with, like, a TIE fighter. Yeah. Right. And yeah. a, and a, either, it was either the Falcon or, um, an X Wing, but I
2: think it was an X Wing. Yeah. So I remember watching those.
3: <coughs> For me, like, my brother is 12 years older than me. So I grew up, like, my first toys were Star Wars. I remember the little gold guy being, like, just one of my regular toys and not even knowing what it was. So I do remember, just like you, the recorded VHS and, like, when somebody would accidentally record over it, we'd have to like wait till it was on TV again and get it just right. And I remember like we had like four copies of Return of the Jedi, and we were missing the the like opening crawl in like three of them.
5: The most <laughs> the most important thing about that trilogy that we're all talking about the box set. Until recently, I think they did come out with a Blu-ray DVD release, but it was the last time that it was an uncut version. Yeah, without like special effects, mm-hmm. right? The, the updated. Quote unquote updated versions. That was the last time they were printed.
3: They haven't put it on Blu ray yet, but uh, that untouched version is supposed to be coming out next year, if I'm not mistaken. The nice. Han
2: shot first, what? Yes.
3: Yes, he did. Yeah. Even JJ says that. Yeah. F-
0: Uptown?
4: Um, I would probably say for me, it was definitely my brother was a little bit older than I was, so playing with the toys and stuff. I mean, he kind of got it into before I did. Um,. I, uh, oh wait, hold on, hold on. Let's, <laughs> let, let's let Adam have a moment during me. Even talking. tried, I was even re- tried to save um, it. I was respectful during his, but let's let's give him this moment <laughs> here. That's right. Come on, Adam, get it out. It. Call uh, apparently, me calling Lucas no. an effing pansy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, I was huge on the micro machines, not the tiny, tiny ones, but the ones you could Dude, actually I fix the little I figures. Micro and my brother and I, we just went to town on those. Yeah. And then I remember we were big on those. And then the the new additions came to theater. That, that box that came from where they, where they had the special effects that ended up being really horrible looking. but um, So the toys definitely, but the Micro Machines, not the small tiny ones like the size of a quarter. I'm talking the ones where you could actually put the guys inside of it all, yeah. day, all I, day. I
0: remember those. Yeah. Micro day. Machines were awesome. I completely forgot about Micro Machines. I oh, missed yeah. the
4: uh,
3: Micro Machines guy. I, I had
4: the Death Star where you could like pop your finger on this certain thing and it would unfold to like the Death Star mm-hmm. and Tatooine and you could put all the figures in there. It was yeah best Christmas present ever. I what about you, Mr. About
0: Diamond? Uh, my first memory was watching the original trilogy at my uncle's house. This was I was probably five, six years old. He was a huge Star Wars fan. He actually introduced me to a lot of the things that I'm interested in today, like Nintendo, uh, Star Wars, WWE, all all kinds of stuff. And I just remember watching them over and over and over again. And I remember the the box set that we had had like a little. Five minute documentary before each of the movies kind of describing Mm -hmm. how like the process behind making each one. And to me, the process of how that movie was made is just as fascinating as the movie itself, because George Lucas, as much crap as we give him now, he had to really fight Hollywood to make that, and no one believed in it. Even he, even Alec Guinness, who he got to play Obi-Wan, said, I want nothing to do with this franchise. Well, and the bet between him and uh,
3: Spielberg. So Spielberg still gets movies uh, money from Star Wars because he bet Lucas a cut of Star Wars if Star Wars was bigger than uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And Spielberg was like, yeah, this movie's going to be way bigger than my movie, Close Encounters. So if I'm right that it's bigger, I get a cut. And so he still make Spielberg has nothing to do with the movies and he makes millions off of them because of a bet because Lucas thought it was going to be crap.
5: He has directed some of them in the prequels. He did he direct, some he did some guest directing.
3: Right. It, he actually turned didn't down.
1: Oh, <laughs> we're already we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the prequels in a That bit. didn't take long. We're there.
2: Go ahead, and Mark it, Derek. What's the time? <laughs> 6:45. Time is, yeah.
0: First prequel bashing. We'll we'll get to the prequels in a second, but uh, out of we'll include the prequels in this as well. I don't know if it'll be any of your answers, but <laughs> w- off the top of your head, like what what is your favorite out of the movies? Holiday special.
1: No, <laughs> oh, you couldn't even <laughs>
3: say that with a straight face. Have you found it? <laughs> I, have,
0: I I'm sure I can find it. I just have not care. I've looked on the Blu-ray set for the complete saga. There's an Easter egg with the old Boba Fett cartoon. I've seen that. I but, j- I and that fin- was how he
5: was introduced. I finally got that. A friend of mine um, was in Destin at, a, at an entertainment store and found a sealed used copy Adult for 60 bucks. Wow. And um, I got them to pick it up for me. So I finally, I just got it a few days ago, so I'm perusing it. I can finally watch, because all my older ver- DVD
0: versions are worn out. I can, I can watch maybe two. A cool thing about that Blu-ray set is they have an extra disc with nothing but bonus features. Mm -hmm. And they have a segment where it shows, uh, I don't think all of them, but a good majority of the parodies and knockoffs that have been done from Star Wars. Like the Weird Al uh, Saga Begins music video, SNL skits, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, it's great that they actually admit that they've been made fun of, but that just shows you how much of an impact they've made in pop culture because of it. Well, heck I mean Family Guy did the
3: whole the whole trilogy, yeah, yeah. those are some of the best things I've ever seen. they're hilarious, oh
0: absolutely, so holiday special is your <laughs> favorite <laughs> no, um
5: Empire, obviously Kirshner, the tone,
2: everything I'm gonna go with a new hope, and why? because it's not episodic. It was beginning, and I think that's that was the best incarnation of it, yeah. Darth Vader survives at the end and flies off from whatever, you know. So it, it does set itself up for a sequel. But um, at the time, I mean, it, it was very definitive beginning end. They had the the Death Star, they blew it up. That that kind of did the job, you know. There's still more story to tell, which you know I think Empire is a great movie. But my personal favorite would would be just the New Hope. I mean, yeah, a uh, New Hope. It's now yeah. that brings up
5: an interesting point because I think a lot of our generation never thinks to call it. Just Star Wars, yeah. Because Lucas was forced; the studio told him this is too long. You need to chop it up, and he went from this huge script to just what became a New Hope. And I don't think it was called a New Hope until they were doing Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, do you guys ever think of it as just Star Wars to just call it Star Wars instead of a New Hope?
3: And that I grew up not calling it a New Hope or Episode Four. It, It that's. It's always in our house. It's Star Wars, it's, was, and then Empire Strikes Back. It's the Star were Wars they episode
2: yeah. four before
3: the prequels. It was yeah. It was added in.
5: He he knew he he knew he couldn't do the prequel story at the time.
3: Lucas swears that he had nine movies written, and so then he retracted that. He retracted and there was that. Only six. And then Disney said he did not, but he had ideas for these episodic kind of. Ongoing saga But he always knew that this picked up In the middle of whatever it was he imagined Mm -hmm. So I don't know when exactly They added the episode 4 Somebody get on the Googles
0: I want to say it was when Empire came out When they put episode 5 Then he went back Because the original Star Wars was re-released In theaters Not so long before that And then they put in the crawl Episode 4, A New Hope Fun fact Back then they didn't
3: give a crap about spoilers. Like I read one of the like ads when they announced the Empire Strikes Back coming out and there's an uh, newspaper article in some British newspaper and it's where <gasps> shocker Luke finds out that Darth Vader's his dad. Like, what? This is yeah, really? yeah. spoilers. <laughs> I hey I ta- I said spoiler like the word spoiler. He's not listening to his
4: podcast if you've not watched Star Wars.
3: Yeah, so like that's the funniest thing to me is like the secrecy that was around Force Awakens. But back then they're like, yeah, yeah, he finds out he's. But
2: yeah. there was secrecy around, around that because I, mean, I remember the story of what the, the, the person who plays Darth Vader was given a different line. They Knowing, knowing yeah. that it was going to be voiced over. Which he Torch was Lucas all. Lucas had to come and what to kind of. He tell, only told Hamill. Hamill yeah. ahead of time, like, hey. This is how I need you to react to this, even though it's going to be different. This is how. So, uh, but I, before the release, though, yeah,
3: they were still like, "Hey, this is what happened." No one knew.
5: No, it was one of the best.
3: No, what I'm telling you, they had it in a magazine. Like, oh, did they?
0: Yeah, I thought no one knew until it was released.
3: No, there's a whole thing. I'll find it.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, Dave Prouse thought it was the line was Obi Wan killed your father yeah. Yeah, instead of I am your father. So yeah, no one at that time, no one really knew except for Lucas and Mark Hamill. And I even remember um, recently Mark Hamill did an interview saying that he didn't even tell his wife. She found out in the theater just like most everyone else did. In late 1978. You can't do that these days. No. You can't do that at all. In 1978,
3: David David Prose uh, revealed that he was Luke's father two years before uh, Empire came out in interviews.
0: (laughs) He was notorious for leaking spoilers.
3: Oh, yeah like all the spoiled scripts and stuff and a lot of people think that that's why he wasn't invited to hang out at uh, The Force Awakens
0: yeah but what about you Josh what's your uh, your favorite Star Wars movie and it's not even just gonna be the
3: favorite movie The Battle of Hoth I gotta go with Empire The Battle of Hoth that whole thing sticks out to me just because for whatever reason that's what I was obsessed with as a kid yeah like the toys that were easiest to get a hold of were Jabba's sail barge and like Ewok sticker books and stuff like that. But I was obsessed with Can you the snows. Oh man, no, <laughs> I, I can't. I sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, but like I was just obsessed with that battle, and there was something so gritty about it. Warwick something famous. that that that. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, Jeff. Going, keep
3: going, keep going. <laughs> he he does it to everybody. It's <laughs> okay. I, I quit. It was that
5: was that one was my fault. I'm sorry. Um, continue.
3: No, but it, like it was that trench warfare. There was something it was almost like very World War One. <laughs> <War>, well, <laughs> well, actually, so again, another fun fact, that's what George Lucas did for his like demo reels is before they'd shoot the battles, he would splice in World War One and World War Two battle footage. They are
5: shot for shot.
3: Yeah, like World War Two. Seriously,
5: they like I've seen footage where they play them side by side. They are shot for shot.
3: Yeah, so like all of these battles, and that's what to me really stuck out to me was that this looked like this great war story from the get go. Mm-hmm. You know, guys jumping out of the trenches, dying here. You know, uh, you have these giant armored tanks coming at you. That sort of thing. It all translated to me because. You'd the At-At ad ad was the
5: ultimate kid toy. Oh Yo, yeah, yeah. I I never even got gotten at
2: I I agree with that statement. He, you know, I thinking about the Battle of Hoth and everything, it, it really added some legitimacy to the the whole like conflict that that was because I mean you got a little bit of it in in, in A New Hope, but that was all in space. It wasn't really like he was know, running down highways and stuff. Yeah, yeah you, you know, it wasn't it wasn't this like here comes you know, the the front line, here, here it comes, and, and these guys have to figure out how to kind of weather the storm long enough to get their people out of it because it's just so overwhelming. I think it gave some, like, overwhelming sense to, to you know, the Empire that that wasn't just a giant circle that blew up stuff, you know?
0: Well, not even just the battle outside, but inside the base yeah. when Han's trying to get Leia out, and you hear Imperial troops have entered the base, and it cuts to vader you know walking through flanked by snowtroopers, and you hear the the badass imperial march theme that's yeah. one of the best pieces of music ever so about you eddie so no, I, ju- I just saw a strawberry <laughs> cheesecake
4: i gotta go with uh the phantom minute no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, so just, so you so, know you joke
5: Best Sith on screen ever. Yeah. Well, Darth, Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth, Maul, yeah. Maul, is Darth good. Maul is awesome. No,
4: I mean, I honestly, Adam and I were talking about this the other day. Empire Strikes Back is actually probably my least favorite Star Wars. Really? I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, after we're Hoth, talking about this, after we're... Hoth, I'm done. Yeah. Like the whole Yoda thing. I, I, whatever. Return of the Jedi. That's that's probably my go to. The big space battle. Admiral Bar at it, the trap. And like you know, they head over to the side, and there's this little battle going. There's so many battles going on. i know as a kid i was like whoa first off they're in space fighting they're on the forest moon endor fighting like what's happening right now so um and plus the whole job and the there's Hutt. muppets and, and, and that's the thing too i think for me at the time from the original ones i love the animatronics of seeing of the hud and like that little like
5: of <laughs> the Hut gave greedy. me hope oh, as, yeah. a, as a fat teenager i was like I could have a hot girl. I could be a, a gangster a, <laughs> in a bikini and chains. Well, plus you Hell saw yeah. Leia in the bikini. That's that, that's always a go-to. But
4: uh, yeah, I mean, Return of the Jedi. I just thought that was it. Kind of culminated everything. I mean, in a sense. I mean, but um, I enjoyed it. That was my favorite. Uh,
0: one thing about Return of the Jedi, it probably has the best lightsaber battle of the entire original trilogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the one from Empire was good, but this one in Jedi had so much like raw emotion in it, especially when. Vader says, "You know, if you won't turn to the dark side, maybe your sister will." And he just snaps and just goes right after Luke. Him. Not having that, Mm-mm.
3: yeah, the rage of Luke was—that's palpable. I, mean, I, I
0: was—you took the word right out of my mouth.
5: Well done. Palpable for A It was, was palpable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're beating me to it. Damn. Palpable, bros. <laughs>
2: By the way, just a note, Josh's hat has now turned backwards. We progress. Keep going, Derek. That's how serious this is getting. <laughs> Live coverage. Now it's back front ways. Oh, boy. We'll keep you posted yeah. throughout the night.
0: I'd have to go with Empire. I mean, the, the Vader reveal, obviously, is up there. Love the Battle of Hoth. Uh, it introduces Yoda. It's just a movie that I can watch over and over again. It's, my, it's not only my favorite Star Wars movie. It's my all-time favorite movie, period. So here's a question. Can
3: you guys watch any of them just, like, out of order, like, pick up and go, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to watch Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I actually have certain time of days when I like to watch them. It's really weird. Okay, so Return of the Jedi is, like...
3: (laughs) I find this... No, I'm sorry no, I'm giving I'm you gonna, like a bewilderment. No, 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 no. Like,
5: um, <laughs> Return of the Jedi is like a early to mid-afternoon <laughs> movie when like the sun's about to go down, you know? Yeah. Hoth is a cold night, obviously. Well, Empire, not Hoth. We're,
3: you guys see, about Empire Hoth. I always thought was a daytime thing, but
5: go ahead. Um, New Hope and Phantom Menace are morning movies. Ah. Uh, I atta- can see that. Atta- I can see Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones is a night movie.
2: Yeah, Phantom Menace really has that like... 9:30 on TBS. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, now I can on a, Sunday. a nice cup of coffee I, you know, home watch from, from school. school. <laughs> no, not on, a Sunday, on a Tuesday. <laughs> right can't... between, right right between Price is Right and feud.
5: Now, I can watch it <laughs> at night, but that's you know. Like that. I need to go to sleep kind of thing. Um, what's left? Uh Sith is kind of wherever. Sith, I really only watch Sith when I want to see all the lightsaber battles. Yeah. That's that's really it. And A New Hope, on it actually doubles. I have to watch A New Hope on Thanksgiving. After, I like that Thanksgiving like
0: tradition. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one.
5: After I've eaten, because um, I, I think I used to watch it with my pop-up. So I sit, and when I'm about to explode, I'll watch A New Hope.
2: Quick. Nice. I, I want to ask a question. What was the last Star Wars you've seen, and when was it?
5: Attack of the Clones, a couple of days ago.
0: Um, honestly, Force Awakens, when it first came out on DVD.
5: Wow, slacking! I Disappointing.
4: I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw... Uh, what did I see? The Attack of the Clones, I think, probably about maybe like three weeks ago.
3: I watch Force Awakens literally every day. I have a two-year-old who's obsessed with it. Um, as far as other movies in the trilogy, I just watched... Excuse me, in the... Saga. In the saga, excuse me. I just watched all of the prequels for the first time in forever. And then I watched... I pick up randomly once a week. I watch one of the the main trilogy. Yeah. He, by the way, uh, just in case you hear random, like, oh my just God. Watch this real quick. Yeah, so we're, so. we're we, we, oh. Have, oh. Oh. we have. Oh, he oh.
2: didn't. Okay, so you got, I, this happened have, last time. No, uh-huh. we didn't. I, I was about to say, it, so. we were in the other room uh-huh. I was watching <laughs> the game. <laughs> Thursday the Night Football me? is on my phone. <laughs> Bill Sorry. Kept being like, is everything okay, oh, Adam? I'm like, I'm like oh, no. Oh, it was great, when the, the Eagles so were playing
0: cool. on Monday night. Yeah. I can't remember. It was, it was Eagles like and Bears, bears yeah. Well, well, now, I'd, be, I'd be in the middle of an in-depth story, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and
5: Adam would have this look of just, like, ooh, I don't yeah. know, and I'd be like, you are right, Adam? <laughs> would you like me to stop talking so you can watch the football game? Like, no, it's just
2: the football game. The answer is it. But the prequels were just on, or the whole thing was just on TV. They always the come on day, like right? Thanksgiving
0: or the
1: yeah. day after Thanksgiving.
5: It was, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it was
2: Thanksgiving. I think the last one I saw was was Force Awakens back in maybe like August.
5: Spike used to play them all the time because that was like their only mm-hmm. big license. Yeah,
3: they do them. They do like a marathon. Are they still around? Lot. Yeah, oh, Spike yeah. still around? Yeah, Spike still does the marathon of uh, the Star Wars. It's moves, like a weekend marathon. See, right? I have them on on yeah. iTunes, and so like seriously, the kid will either go Yoda. Or she'll say BB-8 or Kylo Ren, and that tells me what movie she wants to see. She rarely, so she hates the prequels, which is hysterical to me. She will not watch more than five minutes of any of the prequels. Uh, she so does. So when she says Yoda, what does she mean? Empire or Empire, Jedi? Empire. Empire? Uh, Jedi. She just says space, and so I put on the space battle, and that like that's usually like right before bed. I'll do the last forty-five minutes of Return of the Jedi. And she'll be glued to the set and pass out as soon as it's done. It's on
2: VHS, so you have to like, keep no. fast-forwarding. Oh, okay. All right.
0: What about characters? What are some of your favorite Star Wars characters?
3: Ooh. This is a really good question.
4: Yeah. Hmm. Admiral Agbar. It's a trap. I, no, I enjoy him because I actually love oh, So I mean, he was he was Some so so minimal Adam, Adam, in the Adam movies, but like I ended up reading a little bit into his backstory and like in, in the universe of Star Wars, he's a big character. Like you learn about, like he's from this planet that's like a water planet and the Empire kind of comes in and especially sorta, in the yeah, show Calamari. I remember it being Calamari I yeah, that was he, that. He, he is
3: a Mon Calamari <laughs> which is the mm-hmm. yeah. uh, hey it's let's come racist. up with a real creative <laughs> name he's the squid guy yeah. uh, Calamari he, he
4: works his way up through the Rebel Alliance you know And does,
5: just... does anyone else have a problem looking at him in, a, in like a full frame like when I look at Admiral Akbar or any other Mon Calamari I don't see like the full fish head the, the eyes on the side never register with me. I just see like the middle bit. Does that anyone no. else get that? See, no. See, no see, see. My, my <laughs>
4: issue is his head's so big, but his collar is so skinny around his neck. It's like, how does he get it off?
2: Does he team. ever he take doesn't. it off? He doesn't. How do they get that fish smell out of the, <laughs> out of
3: yeah, the yeah, spacecraft? Exactly. You know. <laughs> I have a feeling there's a lot of weird smells going on in Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, the spice mines of Kessel, they've got a reek. Yeah.
5: Or smash into who knows what.
2: <laughs> I, you know, for me, I, I'll say I've got a couple, I've got a couple of favorite characters. One, I think my favorite villain being uh, Mr. Darth Maul. Yes. I, God, man, I, I so love badass. Darth Maul. And I, it hurts me that they killed him off in that first movie. And that was all that we saw in the He came back in Rebels. I, I know he did, and and I Clone you know Wars. I kind of wish they, they mm-hmm. I <laughs> wish they did that same, in the movies same, same producers I, whatever. I mean it after matter. that after after he got killed off, I mean the the villains we had Count Dooku, uh,
5: old guy in depends.
2: I mean honestly, <laughs> Grievous was awful. What's you know Lord of the Rings at, is at going le- on, so I was just like you know Christopher Lee like you know isn't he? Sauriman. Saruman Saruman like, at least I don't with know Grievous.
5: In the, do you guys remember the first feature really? at Cartoons that Cartoon Network did not the not the the, six act, the actual animated
0: know. one like the series.
5: Yeah, like yeah the little shorts they did in the very last episode it goes it's what happens right before Sith and they show why Grievous has
3: the thing. Oh, I've got to watch that now. They
5: Mace crushes his chest with the Force as he's escaping. Mace has on. to be the
3: worst character in Star Wars.
5: But then they screwed it up. I guess they excommunicated that short because in the actual series, he's still like that. Yeah, he's still all. I, movie. Yeah, I just I
2: feel like General Grievous is just a a bad rip off of of because the the cool thing I remember Darth Maul. You get to that in fight scene. And you know they they take the cloaks off and everything. And He goes and then he puts in you know the one beam comes out of the lightsaber and then the second beam comes out of the other lightsaber. And, and you are like, like, oh damn! Oh, oh no, this is about it's going be- down now. And then General Grievous I just feels well, like world star an escalation of that. They're like, oh well, what he has four arms and four lights. And I'm like,
1: well, I am like, the
5: that. the I I like Grievous to the point where. In the cartoon, he was a badass. He was taking down multiple Master Jedi at a time. In the movie, they didn't handle it well. I guess what I was told, I haven't read it, but I was told is in the Revenge of the Sith novel, they explain how Obi-Wan defeated him so easily that Obi-Wan actually slowed down time with the Force so he could
3: cut his arms down. That's why I don't read a lot of the now, novels.
5: Now, I don't know. I haven't read that for myself. That's just what I was told, but that's what I have the to book think about well, that's <laughs> every time I watch it. That's
2: a great segue uh, for me because my second favorite you character segue? is is obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi, both young and old. Wow, Ewan Actually, McGregor. Go with, mm, yeah. uh, I, Ewan I, McGregor
3: I, is a better Obi-Wan. I, I, and I yeah. agree
2: with you on that. I wish the Ewan the McGregor is better, the
5: prettiest man in the world. I'd have his babies. I...
0: He's up there with Hugh Jackman.
2: I like him on that, that commercial. Hugh Verizon commercial. like Hugh I feel like Hugh Jackman oh, that's, would hurt
5: That's me.
0: the best thing about him.
3: I feel like and McGregor would be tender. He's slightly dangerous. Were we and talking attentive? about
0: man
2: crushes? Yeah. Matthew McConaughey? What? All right. Oh. All right. All right. When's he in Star Wars? Oh, my God. <laughs> He could be. He could be from one of them planets out there. <laughs> maybe one with a, with 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 a maybe maybe rock, with a, a with an animal named Cyrus <laughs> out there. I'm, I'm and, just his speeder comes up to Cyrus and he's like, "Which one's gonna move? I'm not sure, but we're gonna wait here to find he just, out." He's just gonna. We're gonna sit watch the double sunset.
3: Hey, my name's Darth Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't I couldn't do that straight faced.
0: I just drive Darth around sexy. my speeder just with my shirt off. Speeder.
2: Lincoln. <laughs> A <laughs> <My> Lincoln Spader. <laughs> <My> Lincoln
1: Spader. <laughs> All right. That um, was
2: mine, but but Obi One, Obi One, dude, I loved Ewan McGregor as Obi One, my favorite character, because uh, you know I was I was still pretty I was still pretty young when when Episode One came out, and I remember uh, I think it was Taco Bell had like the you got the the coins mm-hmm. and everything, and if you got enough coins, you, you know it's, it's like the McDonald's. You know, Monopoly. Pizza Hut did something like that.
4: Maybe it like was Pizza. It was yeah, Pizza. They had a little Pog kind of. Yeah. Thing. yeah Maybe it was. Pizza. It was pizza Hut. I can't
2: remember which one. I thought it was Taco Bell. It might have been Pizza Hut, um, but I I still remember. And I actually fun story. Episode one. I had the script, the screenplay. I remember
0: you telling me about. Yeah. This. And
2: uh, we would actually. Funny enough, we would actually act out. We would go through and act out the uh, the screenplay and everything, and uh, you know do you know do the battles, do everything. We'd change characters and stuff like that. Um, so, but I, I distinctly remember having the the whole screenplay in a book.
3: F- funny story about watching uh, the Phantom Menace. I was in a contest for the biggest Star Wars nerd in Pensacola. Really? Yeah. And I was. Uh, it was TK one hundred and one, and it was for a basically a limo ride, dinner, and reserved seats to the premiere of it. And the problem is is like it started off with like normal trivia, and then the last thing, and I'm in high school, I'm a freshman in high school at this point, and the uh the re- the other guy I like ended up competing against is like some old like creepy guy. They ended up just going, "Who can get hit by the most dildos without like yelling quit and I'm like, this is what <laughs> like it was like this <laughs> trivia contest, and like. Yeah, and like they call one of the things was you obviously
5: had to, Anakin Skywalker.
3: Yes, exactly. Ooh. No, 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 but no, like literally me and the, me and this other guy were Too standing soon. me and this other guy were standing in TK one oh one getting dildos thrown at us. Like what? Yes. FM radio man, wacky wacky DJs. But like they had to call my mom and said like I had to predict what my mom would say if asked Who would your son have a gay affair with in Star Wars? Like what? Oh yeah, it was stupid FM DJ wackiness. But anyway, I won. I got a bunch of dildos thrown at me and got great seats to it. And, and like in high school, everyone was so obsessed with like, oh my god, you're going and you got a limo ride and all this other. It was great. It's fantastic. I love dildos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
5: motorized or
3: yeah, all of the above? No, but so favorite character and this is a. a A newer one and I get a lot of crap from it especially from from the wife I love the depth of the character Kylo Ren I love where he's coming from I love this torn by the force thing I love that you don't know exactly what his motivations are I love the rage inside of him so as a character I think he's the best written character in the whole saga because he has this he's what Anakin should have been if Anakin had decent writing
2: like do, you think, do you think, though, that it was executed correctly?
3: Oh, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, or oh, you mean Anakin?
2: No, no, I mean Kylo Ren. You yeah, think oh, it yeah. was executed correctly?
3: Yeah, I, I, I think that he was uh, a perfect choice to be Kylo. Like, because he has that sniveling kind of, like, whiny, but he's also full of rage
2: I think Tilly takes off the mask. I think taking off the mask—they did that at the wrong time. Yeah, I I
3: agree with I, that. I think the mask should have come off like when he's finally talking to Han. Yes. I don't think it should have come off in front of Ray. I think yeah, that was kind it of didn't, that didn't resonate with me.
2: To me, to me, everything about Kylo Ren kind of dissipated for me when when he took off the mask because, you know, like you said, he did have that. I mean the crap out of the control panel with his lightsaber. You you know, all this kind of like you, you get the sense of unstableness, you know? And but you I don't know if you ever really got an age of him. You know, yeah, you, you really didn't have an idea until it was explained to you and, and he takes off his mask and, and everything. And I like the unstableness of him. Now it's just kind of like Yeah but dude, like, I love the f- I love the fact that he's trying too hard.
3: Like I love that that's yeah, part of I'll his character that. is that She goes, you know, then some creature in a mask. And that's why he takes off his mask to be like, no, I'm not really a creature. I'm not I'm not screwed up like Darth Vader. This is my dad. (laughs) And so, I mean, that's I I think that lends itself a little bit to the depth of him is that he is this this confused emo kid of, oh, my God, you know, my my dad pissed me off and I love my goth grandfather, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And somebody just called me a name. Marty McFly being called chicken or something, you know, and he had to take him off, off his mask. I love the depth of that because that was actually a thought out thing by J.J. of going, you know what, let's reveal that this guy really isn't, he doesn't need this mask. He wears it just to look like his grandfather, you know? Yeah.
2: Uh, no, I mean, I see your point and, and, and I, th- I think you're, you're right uh, to, to some aspects, but I, I just think with it, there's just something about that I'm character. just waiting for the lava. That
5: <laughs>
2: I've got the high ground. <laughs> go ahead and try it.
5: What about you, Bill? Um, are we sticking to the movies or going to the EU oh at all? Because uh, I I know <laughs> who I who I would say for you. We'll <laughs> stay <laughs> with movies. I think I have to go all in on R two D two. Wow, I like that. So you went with a confidence? non
2: non organic being.
3: Ha- I mean, it's he very Westworld of has you. <laughs> so have you seen the theory that that? The saga is told from his point of view. That, like, so certain things are stretched because it. He's like the narrator.
1: What? Yeah, there's
3: a whole theory about oh, that.
2: Got, there are so you many. Know I theories. could sit here and make a theory that. Let's do it. The whole Star Wars universe is told from the Swamp Monster on. Uh, Blackwater we'll Springs. You know. <laughs> hey, hey! Creature <laughs> from the Black Lagoon, right? Yeah. there you uh, go. Yeah. So I mean, we could all make theories if we want. Doesn't make him right. I really, I really like
5: R two D two though. From from the get go of the saga, he's one of the funniest and most important character. He's the most important character when it first starts. You know that's you know Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope.
3: I mean, the movie is really about two. I mean, the saga is about two robots,
5: right? It's not about it's not about <laughs> has nothing to do with Jedi or no, Sith then, or the force. It's about how the hell do we get these two droids from A to B?
3: Yeah. Well, and, and then Force Awakens picks right back up with the new robot. Hey, yeah. he's got and, the important stuff. And the entire time R2 has the map.
1: <laughs>
5: and he's they the just smartest. don't think to turn R2 on.
2: I've got a question. Kay. I got an answer. Did it bother anybody that *The Force Awakens* was a <laughs> deliberate ripoff of *A New Hope*? So no, 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 no not no, at all. Not really. No. Every, every. Yeah, on that way. Eddie, what about you, Eddie? Each your Pringles.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: <George>. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here tonight.
5: Oh man, we might need to take a break. <laughs> I enjoyed the Force Awakens. <laughs> that
2: was that was a question.
4: Go that it was a rip-off of a new hope.
2: Did George, it bother you that it was a rip-off of A new hope?
4: I didn't feel like it was a uh, I didn't feel like it was a, a ripoff of it. It was almost like a sequel to
5: it.
2: It it hits all the beats. Okay, so, so I, I, w- I I wanna make a point that I actually enjoyed the Force Awakens. I thought it was a great direction. I, I loved the, the story, the story, the, the everything. My, my only hang-up was that it was a rip-off of, of A New Hope, Josh. So, my counter to that
3: is think about real-life wars. All right? So, th- I mean, and I know you rolled your eyes, but think about this. I did not roll
1: my eyes. Yeah, you did. You
3: rolled your eyes. I did not roll my yeah, you eyes. you did. You're cute when you do that, so just thank you. Um, no, but so think about it. World War II, atomic bombs, blows everything up. What does everybody do right after that? Countries build new stockpiles. Yeah. So everybody's like, well, what? You're just going to build a bigger Death Star? Well, that's what we do. We just go, yeah, you know what? We're going to build the exact same bomb, just bigger. We did the same super weapon for years. We still do it. That ended World War II. So why wouldn't they take the same technology they did, make it more efficient by putting it on a planet instead of having to build all that steel, You know, build that massive contraption, put it on a planet, harvest some energy and use the same technology that they already have and
2: can already harness. Why would you being a desert planet bother anyone? Yes. Yeah, it was too, Go ta- Bill.
5: Are are there not non desert planets if they were in that galaxy? If they were going to, everything a important planet? have to happen on a desert planet. Only, I thought it was my, Tatooine now, halfway through the movie. I, I did too.
2: Now, my only rebuttal to that is let's take our own solar system for granted. You know, it, it Yes, they are all pretty much similar. Except all the terrestrial, for, all, all except the... Except for ours. Except for ours, which is slightly different. But, but even ours has some of the same qualities that, that so Mars and Venus have. I think there's Mercury. a little
3: bit, though, like even looking at the stuff that's coming out about Rogue One, Jedha, or Jedda, however you pronounce it, it's a desert planet, and it's important to the religion of the Force. The, yeah. the Jedi, it's a sacred area for the Jedi. And it's a desert planet. And I think that it's all kind of a theme of it's this rustic, it's spacious, it's lonely. And that's kind of a theme to our heroes that they're isolated. They're, yeah. They don't have this community around them. They're isolated. They're alone with their thoughts. They're torn between you know living this simple life or, or moving forward to step into the forest. Whereas people like the Empire... Everything they have is clean and shiny, and you know it's kind of a, a stark contrast to it, and that's why I think they specifically say we've got to start off on a desert.
5: And from a filmmaking standpoint, George Lucas has said there's only so many environments.
3: There are,
2: yeah. And I mean, over the years, we've seen what Flusha is the jungle yeah. kind of mm-hmm. world, and you know we've seen Camino, which was what all the water it was the water yeah. storm, and I can't remember the one that's like was it Megito or. The snow Geonosis? One. No, no, I know, no, no, but the the one that's like kind of like ash. Is oh, Mustafar. No, 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 I thought there was one like Magito.
5: There, there is. That's snow. Was is that? I thought frozen, that was it's like. It's a frozen like, world. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, it the Battlefront 2. To speak to the point of like, Force Awakens and A New Hope being the same thing. Just from a storytelling point of view, all the beats kind of have to be there you know, your idol has to die. You have to meet a new teacher. You know, it's all about the hero's journey. It's a standard storytelling thing. But on top of that, now that we have all of the beats out of the way, now we can depth. we can go deeper and tell the story that Force Awakens set up.
2: My only issue with Force Awakens really is that it was episodic. You know, the, there was the beginning and the end, but... You didn't think it ended on a definitive note? No, it didn't. (laughs) It it very much hung on a finger. I'll tell you you what.
5: If episode eight is just Ray and Luke talking, I will be happy. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, like... I mean, Derek, you know my feelings about the helicopter shot. I I didn't mind (laughs) it. I mean, it just looked... it, It looked different. It
5: didn't look Star Wars, right. It did not. It, it does look out of place. Yeah, and
3: That's my concern with Rogue One, is that it's going to look different, because the way it was shot was completely different. I'm
2: actually excited. Oh, I'm excited Ro- as hell. Do, yeah. Does anyone at
5: this Can table you? not have their tickets yet? I already
3: have mine, op- the first showing We're, Thursday we'll night. We'll be right yep. there with we'll yeah. you, man. We'll be there.
5: Yeah. Our, wait, crap. Are you going to the <laughs> Eddie, 7 or the 10? <laughs> Eddie
2: set? has a concerned look on his head. When does it come out? The <laughs>
5: 15th. I got, I got mine for 1035. oh no, we gotta.
2: Oh, so that was the funny story. Is we actually went on because what uh, tickets went on sale at midnight? Midnight. Yeah. So we actually went on at like eleven thirty, and they they were available. Well, it was uh, it was midnight em. like
3: Pacific. Or I thought so. it was
2: midnight Eastern. No, it no, it was, was midnight. It had to been midnight Eastern. I just bought them in no, person. So we bought them at eleven thirty. Yeah, I bought mine
3: before. It may have been East. It had have been Eastern yeah, time not because it would have been yeah. twelve their yeah, time. So not Pacific. Eastern. So yeah.
2: So we like we went on there had no trouble buying tickets. And yeah. I was like I had a
1: forty-five minute wait
3: and it came up Fandango. I had Fandango gift cards I had to use. Yeah. Their site came up and said, "Waiting in line, your wait will be forty-five minutes. Don't worry, we'll get you there." Like sort of thing. And I just, really yeah. We
2: and did what movie tickets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I've always used. I
3: always use movie tickets, but.
5: Fandango cards. is starting to take over all the links. Like when you go to look for tickets or go to a movie theater's
3: website, it's just all Fandango all now. A- Amazon Prime Day had uh, gift cards for twenty five percent off. So oh. nice. Well, that sucks. Oh. I don't
5: want to go by myself. Yeah. I have an extra. I might have an extra ticket. you someone, someone go with me, or Bro, I'll, I'll, I'll just. Not, stay. I'm not gonna
3: lie. I'm probably not gonna go back to back showing. I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually like I'll that go. Saturday.
2: <laughs> Eddie just found a ticket to the 10:35. Yeah, showing. Hey, Eddie, you have
4: your. I've tickets. got the golden ticket.
3: <laughs> no, but so Saturday I've already made plans to take my daughter oh. to an early showing. So because I'm really excited.
4: Doing the name dropping.
3: Yeah. I didn't say any. Uh, <laughs> what, no, I, re- I didn't say her name.
5: I remember um, when the first trailer came out. Um, they they make they show the shot of her in the imperial armor, and there's the voiceover of the guy saying, um, you know, what will happen if you keep fighting or something akin to that. And it shows my Mothma in it, too. Mm-hmm. And I actually had this argument at TBS Comics after the trailer came out. I was like, wouldn't it be sweet if she's the reason the Bothans died? Because Will uh, the Bothans yeah. die? I didn't even think about well, that. Well, here's the thing. Someone at the sh- at the shop pointed out that that because obviously Rogue One, as we all know, takes place before a New Hope. Mm-hmm. Mothma apparently says that in Jedi. Yeah, and we were sure. ar- we were arguing it over and over that no, she said it in New Hope. Looked it up, sure enough, it was Jedi.
0: So that she wasn't even in a New Hope. So nope. that
5: crossed my dreams.
0: One thing about Rogue One, I don't know if you guys have read this, but it's not going to have the opening crawl. Yeah, no opening
3: crawl because um, it's not I a think soccer it's good. movie and going back I think to the way it, just real quick the way it was shot uh they are shooting it on a 360 set so not just like a a set in front of it and the cameras on one side all of the camera people are dressed as characters
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's awesome yeah and so it's gonna be shot a lot different and most of it is going to be improv like not improv but like the characters are allowed to kind of go with what they're what they want to do extras instead of telling extras like hey walk from point a to point b they're telling them you're a soldier you're a prisoner go it's really cool
4: so i feel like are you guys you guys are halo fans right what the Halo. Halo yeah. the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like Rogue One's going to be like ODST, that movie where it's I cannot not exactly, you know, Master Chief, but you're kind of you're you're there, you're here in the same universe. So. But see, I
2: think I think Rogue One has the chance to broaden the Star Wars universe just like the cartoons have. Yeah, you know, uh, cuz the cartoons are widely successful, aren't mm-hmm. they? You know, so I think this has a cinematic chance to to widen the breadth of it's just there's more to this to this universe than just Jedi Sith.
3: Well, that's what I love. There's not going to be any Jedi, but there's going to be there's going to be characters who believe in the Force, but they're like, yeah, man, I can't I can't do that Jedi thing. Plus, <laughs> it's Spaceballs 2, too. The quest for more money. <laughs> the such for more money.
2: <laughs> now, for a, no,
5: another plug for geeky jerseys, they just re released their ballsy 2.0 is a <laughs> space we ball inspired yeah. geeky jersey. I cannot wait to order that one of the
0: best parodies of all time. It's available till December 15th. Go get I, it.
2: but I will say something uh, maybe outlandish in the sense that I'm more excited about Rogue One than I am about episode Me eight. too.
5: See, I I can't do that because I want to know what the hell Luke's been going through in this in this universe where the where the all the expanded stories aren't anymore aren't canon anymore. Honestly,
2: I don't care. See, I do, but so, I would rather hear the story about how they they stole the Death Star plans.
3: I love what it...
2: I want to hear that, too.
3: I love but, what, what it sets up. And Kathleen Kennedy, the whole thing is that she's not letting episode nine be finalized, or she's not letting... Uh, any of the other spinoff movies be finalized until Rogue One comes out because they want to see what the reaction is.
4: See, and I'll say, I'll have to agree with Bill, though, on it just because I think it's one of those things where we know,
3: obviously, they
4: steal the plans because that's what they (laughs) use. And I get it. It's like, how do they get there? And how do they... So I got to say, what is with Luke? What's going to happen there? Is he going to pull a Kenobi and... You know, put his lightsaber down, say your prayer, and he's gone. What's going to happen? So there's a lot more mystery. That's
2: why I kind of I tend to shy away from the prequels because I know everything does fall apart. You know, so this is a a more positive spin. So I do know that it's going to work out in a way. Everybody dying, getting the plans. But I know (laughs) that I know that the I know. But in the prequels, you know, like you're just waiting. You're waiting for this all to fall apart.
5: Well, there's also the Knights of Ren. I yeah, want to know to yeah. so know, know more know
2: about, about this Knights of Ren. It,
3: it, yeah, if you true. don't
5: read the comics and you only watch the movie you only get or the books rather, you only get one shot. You yeah, get during Ray's during force flat, vision. Force vision, exactly. You only get one shot of the Knights of Ren.
3: Well, and the rumor was that there was this whole sequence that they filmed thinking that they were going to explain it. The Constable Zuvo or whatever was one of the main toys that came out uh, on the uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. There's like
0: giggling going on. That's okay. Oh, my computer made a funny sound.
2: Derek oh. got an email. You got mail. You've
0: got mail. It's Can you imagine
2: that right now? Mm-hmm. If that was still <laughs> like like All awful. the emails yeah. you get. If AOL day, survived. Yeah, all those emails you get during the day. <laughs> if yeah. It said you got mail every single time. My promotions
3: tab is like <laughs> 190 emails a day. It's awesome. You got you. Got, you got.
2: Now, Derek, I want to ask you a question Ooh. 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 Wow. okay okay, so this kind of goes back to the, what we were talking about earlier so about needy. about sexy you know force awakens being similar to to new hope Mm-hmm. what if in personal reports maybe that episode eight is very much like Empire? Is that a positive or a negative for you?
0: I hope that it has a similar tone, yeah, but maybe not necessarily mirroring the same steps. Like, I don't want to see Ray get her hand chopped off, but Just I want I want to see Luke riding Ray's back, like right here. <laughs> Did you see the picture? <laughs> that, that might be. Whoa, that, that whoa, might be.
5: That okay. might be a little <laughs> X-rated. No, now come this,
0: on. That would be the director's cut. That actually is trailer. a great segue into something that I read the other day. All these spinoffs are planned. We've obviously got Rogue One that's about to come out. They're working on a Han Solo. There was a canceled Boba Fett one.
2: Mm-hmm. Stupid, stupid decision. I, I know. see Boba Fett doesn't do it for me. I don't care yeah, about bounty I, hunters I, I, in Fett the Boba Fett was galaxy. a great
3: toy.
0: He's Captain Phasma two, uh, like 1.0. You know? But the one that I, along with a lot of other people, have wanted is an Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor. Yes,
2: that has are to you, happen. But
0: no, but are you... Go but, ahead, please. But... Someone, I, it was some type of writer, came out with a very interesting comment when they were asked, why haven't they done an Obi-Wan movie? Because you'd think that would be an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. And Ewan but, McGregor says, I want to be in this
3: yes, now. Yes, he
2: wants to do it. I think he would be great with the with the correct writing, the correct directing style that, that the new films have shown. Uh, I think it would there's, really... There's
5: already a great framework for the story, too. Jude a, Watson... Who is primarily a children's author. Yeah. Has done tons of Star Wars young adult novels. Yeah. The Last of the Jedi focuses on Obi Wan Kenobi. And he's a great actor. We know we
2: yes. know all the actors of the prequels are, are great actors, minus Christian. Uh, <laughs> what about Jake <laughs> Lloyd, the, man? Yeah. Continue, Derek. I don't want to cut you off.
0: So he said the reason why is because Obi Wan's story has not been finalized yet. In
3: the, 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 in new
2: the saga. trilogy. Da, so, da, and this is somebody who's I'm been.
3: This is a writer on. I'm gonna Charles. call this right now. It and will he be. He probably
2: re- got called in the mouse's office. Probably. The mouse so. was probably sitting oh, there yeah. saying.
4: I thought
1: we oh, a problem. You, doing? Oh.
0: you gotta cut that. You can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll keep that one in. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It will be revealed that Rey is the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Obi Wan. That's what
1: I. That,
3: That's what I
0: hope they do. They, I don't want her to be Luke's daughter. They said that she can't be. The timeline doesn't make sense.
3: Well, and they said that her accent was a deliberate choice. Yeah. And that I think gives away a lot because yeah. you know, Finn's a British actor, John Boyega, but they He speaks with an American accent. Yeah, so I think that's where we're leaning. I actually
5: Well, this is what we look like.
3: I <laughs> Nice. I actually hope though that like her parents are nobody, and I think that it, I really hope that it's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? We don't know who her parents are, and uh, screw it, doesn't matter. I think, she's hey, definitely have I think to, she definitely has. She definitely has to be someone
5: important to have the connection with Kylo that she does, because there's a connection there. I hope they're lovers.
2: What about midichlorine? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let me get my no uh, one special. You have to
5: have microscopic
3: parasites in your okay, body. Sorry, to be sorry, sorry, I'm gonna go sorry, get my what is it, is it? A lady chic? Is that what he uh, used as his uh, calm?
0: Something like
1: that. Yeah, sorry. no,
3: but I mean, honestly, I, I I I'm I actually just lost my thought. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I'm dead. No,
4: of course I have. No, I'm just trying to think. I'm in mean, the Obi-Wan movie. I'm thinking, you, know, you got to have,
5: usually in a movie, you have to have a protagonist. So who's yeah.
4: who's the protagonist in that situation? It, well, it, Obi-Wan? So, who's the antagonist? I mean, you know? why, oh, sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. It about would probably be
5: Vader, and he's probably trying to help what he can as much as watching, because Vader, you know, is out there. I'm well,
3: sure and, and the prequels set up a ton of side villains, you know, and a lot of side missions for you know, Obi-Wan and I actually kind of picture him as kind of going on these little like
2: yeah like he
3: could still be sent off for Jedi missions under Yoda. Hey, you go do this. Hey, why don't you go do this. And then maybe that's why he ends up with Qui-Gon because he never mentions Qui-Gon in the mm-hmm. the original trilogy. He says he was trained by Master Yoda. Maybe Master Yoda's like, "Yeah, we got to send you with Qui-Gon because you're too too weird." There's all
5: he there's also a ton of interpretation for um, for him to help um, the Rebellion. Uh, what's his nuts? Um, the Senator, Leia's adoptive dad. Bail Organa. Bail Organa, Bail Organa Bail thank Organa's. you. I should know that. Um, He's in Rogue when when, when Leia says, you helped my father in the Clone Wars, that's great, but he could have helped the Rebellion out while he was still a young man and then retired to just watch after Luke.
2: Now, I've got a question. Hmm. Do you guys find, coming from episode three to four, that there are some inconsistencies, maybe? Such as? Such as what what we find out that Leia is like, oh, I remember my mom. She was oh, beautiful yeah. and all. Well, I mean, stuff like that. 30-year gap. Yeah, but see, I also and think that what that's like implanted about Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan knows about...
3: So that sets up either Obi-Wan had his memory wiped or something, or he's just an asshole. Yeah. And I, I, I frankly think, and this is a, a debate I got on on Facebook earlier today... I don't necessarily think that the rebels and the Jedi are 100% good. I don't yep. think that they are this infallible, awesome. There's a reason go the, team. the Sith keep making them extinct. Right, because like Obi-Wan it, flat out lies to Luke. He's an asshole in that regard. And I don't see that that it's is It's a matter incon- of a point of view, Josh. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that that's a a an inconsistency in his character yeah. to know that Luke has a sister because he's like, oh, yeah, another thing I forgot to tell you. Whoops. You know? So that's that's kind of where I see that is I see that. that
5: he didn't come clean until he was dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Real quick,
3: Adam, <laughs>
4: and, and I might have missed this part. When referring to Leia, referring to her mom, is she referring to Padma or the adopted parents that basically held her? Is, it it, it is, has
5: to I, be Padme
0: because she knew – that the the
5: way adopted. the way Luke asked her and the way she answered, she could only be talking about Padme. Yeah, because
0: he said, "Do you remember your real mother?" Yeah, oh. yeah.
5: She knew that she was with, and and she said, "Just dogs. images, really feelings." So, and so that
3: so, may be a Force midi Well, as uh, to
5: yeah, def- second to midi to defend, you know that gap. You know there could be a Force vision. She did see Padme. She did see her mother when she was a baby, so that could have
3: stayed with her through the Force.
5: You know, that's a stretch, but it—it it it, is it, as a just as a defense. It's
3: also a stretch that Luke kisses Leia. Uh, now, Lucas knew that crap. No, he, <laughs> that's didn't. That's he didn't. He didn't. But that's—he swears he did, and then he didn't. You know
0: what I mean? Maybe that would have been one of the changes I would have been okay with if they had just. Makes sense. As a, <laughs> you mean straight uh, up I'm, hooking up the two of them, just going oh, at it? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I won't.
5: I won't dip into the EU too much, but for this point, th- do you guys know the very first Star Wars novel? Uh, what New was Hope? it called? No. Splinter the Mind. Yes, it came out um, before Empire, I believe, mm-hmm. and obviously before the Vader um, reveal. In that story, there's so much written about Luke and Leia and being alone on this planet. Vader's chasing them. And there's some overtones. Nothing actually happens, but there's some definite overtones. There's some inner dialogue with Luke. Um, and I believe the author, whose name is escaping me, unfortunately, I believe um, when Lucas approved it, he had to take some things out because I think he knew kind of where it was going. But it's still... Still to this day, reading that book, like, ah, that's your sister, man. Yeah. I mean, you're not in Alabama.
0: I never never read that book, but maybe one day. Let's talk about special edition changes. George Lucas went back. No. Lucas went back, added a few things.
3: CGI. Are, are these microphones or, uh,
0: expensive?
5: Job of the Hut with Jabba Han the Solo. Oh, no,
4: I, I don't. I
0: don't.
5: I don't and care none of about it.
3: Drives the story. No. I don't care about the
5: CGI. What I care about is that they showed us the exact same scene with the exact same dialogue back to
2: back, pretty much. Not to get off topic, but Derek, question mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Speaking of Job of the Hut, Pizza the Hut, can we get that new three stack thing that they've got the holiday double pizza? Like, like, while, like yeah, pizza. But can, can we get that dessert like, now? Yeah, we, can do
0: that. we should.
3: I'll go okay. in and some pe- on Continue some. Continue, Bill.
2: Sorry to interrupt. I'll go into some. Za. I get like four bucks.
1: I have, some, I have some cash. I don't have my wallet. <laughs> did not this last. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I actually> sorry, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm right, leaving a
4: little bit. I didn't know this was really gonna last like an hour and forty-five <laughs> minutes.
1: Dude, Cheers was good.
5: What two hours? I've just oh, it was longer time. than that. You but guys didn't leave Continue, man. I think I was done. Oh, really? Okay. I think I was done. That was that was my that was my only point. Is that that was my biggest gripe through all of the changes. Well, no, second to, second to biggest is that when you watch A New Hope, all that dialogue is in the very next scene with Han and Jabba, yeah. And and to Josh's point, it doesn't drive the story at all. It's just uh, just a scene to be a scene. And it looks awful. It does look awful. Well,
3: and I think though, and I, I sit there and I I, I kind of I watch the prequels, I watch the special editions, and I wonder what's going through. Lucas's head. And part of it is this kind of this tortured artist going, "Man, if only I could show this image that's in my head." Yeah. And it didn't look right and he keeps wanting to to change it. And I'll, you know, I've I've heard people that are artists say that the worst artwork that they do is when it's done, you know, because it's over. Yeah. And so I think that that escaped Lucas uh, ultimately the product is terrible. But I almost feel a little sorrow for him.
5: You never finish art, you abandon it. And I, yeah. think,
3: I think he can't, he couldn't ever abandon it Yeah, until, until he got, turned 70. Until he got five bill from... And donated well, it all, but he got five billion from the mouse. Well,
2: I mean, let's, let's be honest. I, you always think about, you know, in filmmaking, and in really in any type of art, you know, the changes that you would make. But you kind of got to live with those changes, too, with the sense that, hey... These, you know, th- this was part of the process. You know, I think to kind of go with your guys' points that, you know, art is an ever-evolving thing, is, you know, uh, is these people that spend all this money on, on journals and sketchbooks is because they, they show the process. They don't show the final product. They show the process. You know, and I think I think that's why leaving them the same is okay because it shows the process. It it just doesn't show that the Star Wars saga at the time it shows pop culture at the time. Yeah, the it hair, shows, man,
3: I love the hair. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. it shows you know the the world at that time. This is the this was groundbreaking for for filmography and for for cinema at this well, time. Think Why about do it. we
3: have to change it? The the Cold War was going on, yeah. and so I mean, it really was relevant politically at the time, and so. I, I really think that you have a huge point there. I just think that Lucas was cursed by having too much control, too much power, too much Mm -hmm. money, and then ultimately kept adding to everything he did. What is your, I want to ask this, what is your least favorite change?
0: The Jabba scene is up there. I'm trying to go through all of them in my head, and I'll go ahead while you're thinking.
3: I'll say mine, and it's actually not even in the special editions. It's actually one of the newer ones, and it's adding, there was a
0: second version well, when the, they first came out on DVD.
3: Yeah, the newest of Darth Vader with the no, no. If you yeah. download any of the digital versions, I did not. Right before he, right before he sold the rights of the movies in Jedi, when he, he changed them again, he changed it again and he changed where Darth Vader as he's throwing the, em- the emperor down the the shaft there. He picks it, he goes no. No! And picks him up and throws him. <laughs> You're right. And it's the worst thing ever. I will Can actually
5: you? defend one of the changes. Now, I don't like it, but I I have the defense for it when they put Hayden Christensen in at the end of Jedi,
4: Boo.
3: No. really? Listen, Boo. no, no, really? No, Boo. no, no.
2: Simpsons
5: did it. Simpsons did it. Okay, you have my attention. Okay, I don't like it at all. I prefer the original, obviously. However, and this does still fall apart, but not only. You know, putting aside that, you know, when um, they changed it, you know, Sith had just come out and he's trying to appeal to the younger audience that may not have seen Jedi before. Putting that aside, using the Hayden Christensen version, the only way he was able to become a Force ghost, I would like to believe, is by reverting back to his most pure state But uh, in the Force. And that... that,
3: my yeah. argument is that his most pure form is laying there with his helmet off I, on the I, shuttle. On that's, the where so. that's where it falls apart. That's where it falls apart.
5: I
2: agree. I understand your point, Bill, for continuity, but that's 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 where it ends for me. I understand sure. for continuity. You went and, and filled in the gaps between one one and three. Mm-hmm. You know, so you filled in the gaps. So it it makes sense to do the 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 emperor switch to do the the switch for the force ghosts. So those don't really bother me. So I, I very much see your point, but, but it's only when it's you very see him filmmaking point for me is just for continuity's sake. Yeah. And no other reason. But why don't
3: for continuity you change the previous product to match
2: you, you know what I mean? So like you don't use Hayden C no that would really fix the prequels. he didn't die as <laughs> hated, he, didn't, he, he didn't die as
4: young um,
5: Mol- anakin skywalker my, my, my point
4: is that um, he was to to, be,
5: to become a force ghost mm-hmm. he would need to be in a in a more pure form and his pure his last purest form was when that was him. You know what reminds... This reminds me but of... to Josh's uh, point, that still yeah, falls Josh apart. This
4: point. reminds me of... Have you guys ever watched the Sherlock Holmes movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... Actually, I, the they Rich had the directed, first right? movie, yeah. and then they I had like the second this. movie. So when the second movie came out, Professor Moriarty, they actually changed the voice of the guy you never saw who was Moriarty, like inside the carriage and yeah. all that, to have that actor that played him in the second movie for a continuity sake. I'm just like, you know... That well... I, that deludes the for process.
2: Co- for continuity's sake, I... I Like I said, I will will respect anybody doing it for continuity's sake.
3: Speaking of continuity, you know that there's three versions of Wedge Antilles in the first movie. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) The first actor who played Wedge Antilles quit. Well, no, he was fired because he was so nervous on set.
2: He's the the leader. Well, he's the only only rebel that went through all the battles. He's the vet. Okay.
3: And... There were three separate bags, gotcha. wedge Antilles because the first guy got so nervous and kept screwing up his lines God. so bad that they you know, filmed him. Yeah, that guy him. feels really bad. Right oh, now. yeah. They yeah. filmed him, fired him, fil- filmed a new guy, and then dubbed all their lines by a third guy.
2: Wow. I mean, you see that, though. I mean, you yeah. see dubbing of lines.
3: Yeah, I mean, and especially you see people getting so nervous that they screw up at their job like Eddie. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's true. (laughs) What you get (laughs) get for being on your phone, Eddie? I'm just... just, Sorry, man. So just, you know... Does
5: anyone feel when you watch Star Wars the lackluster of Biggs dying?
3: Yeah, so I love Biggs. Darklighter.
5: Like, there was... That's his last name. It is his last name. It is his last name. Well done. Like, it is Luke's best friend from Tatooine. They, they, they They rekindle they you know finally catch up with each other in this that race. was an infamous scene that was <laughs> <deleted> really from, <laughs> uh, from A New Hope wasn't scrappy looking deleted nerf deleted scene or yep. something that connects that yeah because it does yeah. it's because it a is terrible w- fucking scene
2: but, but I mean it, it connects the dots I yeah. mean otherwise you're just like Red 7 standing by otherwise it's just I Perkins. told you I'd make it someday witch. Red October standing by <laughs>
4: Gold later standing Thanks. by <laughs>
2: But but I mean it, it does kind of connect some of that. I, I will say him running into that guy, even though you don't know much of Luke's life outside of the what the, the water binx, farm or whatever yeah, on, moisture farm moisture farm on Tatooine. It does kind of. connect I just want to go to Toshi Station and pick up some, some power, power converters. converters. You can yeah, waste time with your friends. It does connect some of that that dots that here this here this kid is and and I think the, the positive brats. part of that movie was that it, when when he sees his friend from. Tatooine. It kind of does give you the perspective that this that this kid has already been on an incredible journey from where he started on Tatooine to where he ended up in that rebel base, about to get an X-wing to go blow up the Death Star.
3: Is that uh? Is that any worse than Princess Leia going? Yeah, yeah. My planet was destroyed.
1: <laughs> Whatever.
2: <laughs> I want an Alderaan-based movie. Everything Alderaan. So, empty film. <laughs>
5: An
3: asteroid field.
5: Yay. Just exposed film. Just
3: exposed
0: film. One of my favorite Star Wars memes is the Alderaan weather report. Oh, yeah. It's like 72 (laughs) degrees, 72, 3,000, nothing. Yeah, that doesn't (laughs) get old. I love that. Yeah.
4: Can I just say real quick? I don't I I I, I know it's not going to be brought up so I wanted to bring it up. But when you guys, you know, with Star Wars and stuff, did you ever get into the books like I did the ones that actually no, no and, and you're in okay, real quick before I see Bill Nunez that not the books you're thinking of, but the ones that actually had the schematics for oh, all yeah, the yeah. like ships. All yeah. of those. Weren't those fantastic when you could actually look inside of a star destroyer and see okay, there's the kitchen there's, like, the loading let, bay. Let me ask
5: you a question. Do you Did think the average stormtrooper knows how to install a toilet main?
2: <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you a question. Did anyone else try to build a pod racer?
4: No. Whoa. No? No. So you do no. out of like, young. trash cans and, like, yeah, <laughs> bunch
2: I tried to build something. a pod racer one time. Bike wheels and everything, man. Yeah. No. Push it down a hill, it fell apart. No,
3: but I do, like, so I am completely fascinated by the shipbuilding and yeah. the history of the ships. One of my favorite spinoffs uh, spin-offs of the universe were the X Wing and TIE Fighter games for PC. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic and they gave you like a lot of insight on into like the ship building.
2: I remember the there there was there was an X an X Wing game. Yeah, X Wing and TIE Fighter yes. Yeah. I, I remember playing that game on, on PC as a kid.
3: And so they actually gave you a ton of insight into the different vehicles that were used, as well as these schematic books, and looking them up for articles like I shared about how much did the Death Star cost to operate per day? Had over
2: two million fun. people. That reminded me of fun the movie fact. Quirks when you posted that. I think no. Fun fact didn't wasn't it recently that someone put on um, what is it, is it the w- We the People. Dot gov. Or what, like, let's build a Death Star? And it got so many. Well, it's got it 250,000. Yeah, the president had yeah, to respond And they to responded, it. and they were like, well, our estimated cost is like $465 billion. And it's just not feasible no, for our country so, to build it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so right now. Right, so the, the
3: estimate is that
2: we're like to, $1 could billion. Yeah, dollars. so
3: to operate the thing is like 20 times what the earth has in terms of money right now to operate it for 24 hours because it has 2 million people on it. It has to have the enough energy to blow up a planet. You just need a Kyber crystal. But Uh, Kyber crystals do change the scenario. I will
2: say, I thought it was very, very, very cute of of our, of our presidency and our, our government to reply to that. That's actually what I'm really excited about. uh, I thought it was funny.
3: Uh, Rogue 1 is this talk of, you know, kyber crystals and kind of the mm-hmm. the Manhattan project type of yeah. of madness behind that mm. because oh yeah, mm. that too that, too, that mm. Uh,
1: mm
0: kind of going off on what you guys were saying about I agree the, though. the PC game have you guys played any of the star wars video games cuz there's been uh, oh, battlefront, oh, uh, battlefront uh, dude atat
4: i'm on that right now anybody wanna play wait, battlefront wait battlefront right now
2: like right new now, battlefront what system do you have i ps4 i have ps4 i have ps4, oh, I have PS4. on the oh, xbox oh, loser jesus <laughs> battlefront buddies oh yeah, yeah. dude there
4: we go right. yeah yeah. I'll join in to have a place. Yeah, 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 dude! Battlefront no,
2: legit- with the with the with the 4K. So uh,
4: I will say real quick on Battlefront, I actually have memorized all the ATAT launch points. So I usually when I when I play it when I do when I'm not playing Battlefield One, I average probably about 80 kills to about three or four deaths. I'm not joking. Jesus, <laughs> I, I know exactly where I get the jetpack and I shoot right on them right as they appear. It's fantastic. Now. <laughs>
5: I, I'm so sad because I can't find it now, but my favorite Star Wars game was Battlefront 2 for PS2. Battlefront
2: 2, man. Yep. I played that game on PS2. Like I can't tell you how many times I, I played the game. I had all the unlocked weapons where you could put in the cheat code so that when you got dropped on the map, you could change your weapon, you change, you know, all those things. I played Battlefront 2 the most i remember getting for christmas as a game i played it for i mean two three years until basically ps2 became ps3 is when i stopped right
0: playing. i got to go with rogue squadron for classic. the nintendo
2: 64 ooh, ooh i remember there was a there was one it wasn't rogue squadron which one was for GameCube? uh rebel strike that's one oh, I was, right. yeah that I one was a lot of fun too
3: and i'm still shadows
1: tie, is classic tie Yeah, the
4: the, the, the TIE fighter. Now, I'm going to have to leave, and I'm so sorry for that. I've got to make sure I get home. But real quick, does anybody remember when uh, episode one came out? There was like a... It was a, it was, it was almost like X Wing, but it was for like the pod Racer game. The
2: Podracer game. Pod well, well, okay. well, there, there is the racer, 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 racer Revenge. Racer, but I will talk one about you Racer Revenge. It could be like a, a
4: Naboo fighter, and it was mm. like a. Oh, and you could go yeah. and like you,
1: yeah.
2: you, would, yeah. you would
4: like train against like robotic. robotic. Uh, was thought, it or was it PlayStation? I think it was PlayStation. What was it, it uh, Was a game? Was it
2: GameCube? I mean, that was. I don't think it was GameCube. Time. No, this one
4: was GameCube. I think this one was PlayStation. Okay, and was it was uh, you could be a Naboo
3: fighter, and you're like going there, and, and one Naboo like fighter is like the only thing that came great out of that. Yes,
2: yes, yes it was so good, it was so good. My, I gotta talk so about so good Racers Revenge. No. Yes, I love that game. What about
3: Dancing Han Solo?
2: Nope. Pod, I can't remember Star Wars. Star Wars Racer Revenge. You got to be like fifteen different Pod racers. You could max them out. You could edit the thing. It was, I it think was, it, was for it was
5: Star Wars Need for Speed. It
2: was PC and it was on I, like PlayStation. I played it. I dude, I played that game so much. Bye, Eddie. Sorry, guys, I apologize. I do have to leave. We, I apologize. We actually I, just fired Eddie.
3: No, no seriously. We, like I want to no. do more of these. He's a like, he's let's a Force
4: Game of Thrones. It'd be so
3: fun. He's a Force I, Ghost. I gotta of what Eddie. that is. Bye, <laughs> bye. By Thanks
0: for coming by, Eddie. They're
4: actually gonna edit me out of this entire thing. Force
2: Stir Ghost, Mike. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I played all those games and everything, and they were fun. Battlefront Two, though, was by far the uh, by far the the pinnacle. I think.
5: Has anyone played the Dave and Buster's Star Wars game? I have not. I have not. It's a big. It obviously it's a big standing machine. And I say Dave we and Buster's is the Dave only. Dave and Buster's. B- I've never been to a Dave and Buster's. There's one in Panama one City, but I I go to the one when I go home to Philly. They were um, talking
3: about taking over the old time pottery building, but.
2: Man, that would have been way more fun than old time pottery. I love
0: old (laughs) time pottery. Stupid pottery. so old time. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, man. I think it's time. Derek, is it time? The prequels (laughs) met with a little bit of controversy.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh. Oh, no, all I want is Eddie's Pringles. <laughs> he left them. God bless the kid.
0: Oh, oh no, they're all gone. Oh. Eddie! They're Eddie. all gone. Eddie,
3: you you, you disappoint <laughs> I me. I ate two of them just to be as loud as possible.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, Star Wars prequels. Fuck them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Explicit. Say it, Derek. Fuck Fuck them. <laughs> I will defend clones. Okay, there. Okay, so during... What was that podcast? Was that Disney? That was the Disney one. All right, you said at the end of it, when, or when we were talking about Disney taking... I over find Star it Wars. funny
0: that our last podcast was Disney, very family-friendly oriented, and we've gotten <laughs> at least three F-bombs on this
3: podcast. Let me
0: do two more. Fuck this shit. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. There's that was
5: more than two. That's four. <laughs> Fuck you.
2: Guys, good news is pizza, it's on the way.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we got we got stuff crest coming, it's fine. Okay. It'll be so alright.
2: during the Disney podcast, you sat there and said you Derek, correct me if I, I really don't remember, but you said something about clone wars being the best of the prequels. Of the prequels. Do you really believe that? Because I thought you were joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna lie, well, I did
2: too. Well we'll Think about it this way: Would Save you re- would
5: you really put Sith above it?
1: Yeah, I would put Five Clone Wars above
5: it. Clone Wars was it had more of a story, I think.
3: Giant lizards ripping. Well, you had would. you had Okay, yeah, you had you
1: had wrong side of the shirt. You had right? Obi Wan playing.
2: Whoa, is this thing on?
5: You had Obi Wan playing detective. Yeah, there were huge info gaps, but you stumble across Kamino. Kamino in itself was really cool to see.
3: Nah, I didn't care for that. You didn't the, care for Kamino?
5: No. Seeing how... In, in Clone Wars is when you first start seeing and realizing how the Empire becomes the Empire.
3: I can see that, but from a storytelling point of view and from a movie-making point of view, it was such an awkward movie. It
0: was a cartoon
3: drafted into live
0: action. I enjoyed the Obi Wan aspect of it. I didn't mind the, the quote unquote detective stuff, just because I it was a it was Ewan McGregor. It was a highlight. He was the highlight of that movie. It was actual Jedi stuff. I
2: mean, you could make the argument, Derek, that the Obi, peace thing. That Obi Wan was the highlight of the whole prequels. Oh, he I mean, was. I agree one hundred percent. Argument. I, I, to me, I, the thing. If there's that a I bright spot in the, the
3: galaxy. He's not the furthest the, from it. The
2: story was so bad. <laughs> you know, and, and and to your point, I mean, I understand that 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 you see the these become the stormtroopers and you, you connect a lot of dots during that film.
5: Yoda fight.
3: The
2: Yoda. Fight. Oh, and that's awful. That's mm. oh, oh god, oh, that's oh, terrible. Terrible. shut up. It but is I Yoda you to be but, just the hold on, guys, hold the, on.
5: The robe forcing it out of his robe. Hold on. Hold
2: on. Hold on. <sighs> but I mean, the established in uh, establishing this movie established that that um Anakin was the 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 focus of the prequels
3: the and first it, one didn't
2: do that well no no i'm saying that that but after the first one and into this one that that you really got to see out that of the three movies was, it was one of the three that established yeah, that Anakin was the was the source of, of okay. the, the prequels you got to see a really freaking weird Anakin i mean he was Borderline stalker yeah. now, towards Padme. He was borderline. Well, look. Let's, he, he w- let's
3: face it. Natalie Portman as a queen. Mm. Now you. Now you got to
5: also think the age stuff was really obscure. He had to have been in his twenties, at least. Yeah, but it's not. I'd I, I younger. If not, I was gonna say if not like late teens, like 20 ish. You know,
3: they say Ray is supposed to be like fifteen, sixteen in the movie. No, what? yeah, that's, no. Serious, that's, that's what they're like. That, no. Yeah,
2: I see her like twenty two. But yeah. um,
5: yeah. I I like and this Taylor Swift wrote about her. Big big shocker that I agree with Kevin Smith, but I like his take on Anakin in, in Clone Wars, that he had to be an emo kid. Do I like watching it? No, it's terrible. It is so terrible. But to become Darth Vader, I think you have to have that in you, to to fall susceptible yeah, to the but dark so side. Here's you, you have to be this I, emo kid. I
3: completely agree with you on that. But the problem is, Lucas devoted so much time into making the the universe wider, instead of deeper. And this is something that I get into when I talk about you know like the DC films versus like Nolan's Batman. Nolan's Batman, you felt so much closer. To the characters why because the plot was simple especially in the first two films the plot was very simple and it was all about showing what the character went through all of the prequels were from an emotional wide lens they were this hey this is going on this is going on and when there's an emotional scene look at all this crap i piled into the background because i want to show you what coruscant looks like yeah. You know, it, it was so. It was just so wide that he never had the time or the energy to get the depth of, excuse me, a, an emo Anakin that worked, and that's why I think that Kylo is actually is the, the better b- version, a better I, version of. Anakin. I
2: will agree with you. Kylo is the better version of Anakin. Yes, you know he is I what
0: d- Anakin should have been, as you mentioned earlier. I just
2: think, I think. And I, I, and and I'm not gonna lie. I think the the problems of it is is rooted in, in the the dialogue, in the the stuff that, that part of it was that it wasn't effective because it wasn't written well. The well, M- but M- even M-
3: though I will I will defend it, the dialogue in this sense. Go back and look at the dialogue from the original trilogy. It's not and very those were good. Those bad
2: too. It, it but that has been uh, to me the 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 black mark on the whole franchise. The has dialogue has been never the dialogue been, has been
5: it's never been the most important thing in Star and Wars. And that's the thing.
2: and, b- and the problem be. is is without the dialogue,
3: it's great because you're not inundated with all this other information going on, yeah. which the prequels throw at you. I just look at the And the, the special pre- editions do the same thing. I just thing look too. at the
2: prequels and I see the actors who are, are who are portraying, you know, vital characters in, in the, the whole saga. And you sit there and you look at these actors and you say, these are positive actors. These, these are people who now have Oscar got an honor. Yeah. I mean. yeah. These, are, these are people who are well, you know, skilled in acting, whether it's Shakespearean to film to TV, whatever it is. And it doesn't feel natural. Yeah. And you know? And, and, so, and, so, and so I have to look at. Writing, dialogue, directing, that type
1: of stuff. It's so a combination of several yeah. things.
3: And here's the other... Not to cut you off there, Derek, but here's the other thing that I, I point to when I, because that's the most recent thing I, I watched was the, the prequels. The setting... And I don't care about practical effects versus CGI effects unless the actors can't interact with their surroundings. You can tell a lot of times... That the actor was in a, s- a completely different scenery, completely yeah. different world, so they had no idea how to believe. Episode three
5: was almost all was almost completely was. blue and green screen. Right,
0: Random yeah. trivia fact: the only episode three scene that was shot on location was the ending when right. Obi Wan drops off Luke in, to Tatooine, uh, and that's because they filmed that the same time they were filming episode two.
5: Well, and that's in Tunisia, right? Yeah. Yes,
0: it's because Lucas knew that he wanted to do only blue screen. For Revenge of the Sith so he said while we're here we might as well knock this scene out
3: and to contrast that with like you know watching some of the making of Force Awakens and there's some bad CGI and there's even some bad practical effects in it the thing that I point to is one of the most emotional scenes in the movie is in the forest right there on the Starkiller base that lightsaber battle between Rey and and Kylo there's a lot of raw emotion there Well, if you look at the set they built, it's a very real set. Yeah, they've added in special effects, but it's a very real set. They can interact with their environment. They know the setting. They know what's going on. Whereas if you go back and look at the prequels, you can tell that the actors were told, whatever you do, we're going to CGI fix it. It's not like you have to get it right. And there's the famous, you can look this up online, the lightsaber battle on Geonosis where there's all the Jedi in the circle fighting their way through. And they show the actual behind the scenes with them on the green screen. And they are the most pathetic looking thing. And you see people like Natalie Portman, a Oscar nominated, I think she's won an Oscar, Harvard educated actress, sitting there waving a fake sword in the air like she's, you know playing pretend with her niece or something, you know? And in
5: the, as I'm sure you've all have watched the documentaries from the DVDs and whatnot, if you remember in the Within a Minute documentary, which I think I referenced before, with um, Revenge of the Sith, Hugh McGregor has stated how hard it was to do completely blue and green screen, quote-unquote, acting. And it it just drained... I I can't imagine how much that movie would drain me. Right.
2: And and I mean I think I think this might be a uh, d- and and I'm not trying to pass blame on anybody, but yeah. I mean I think you could sit there and say it's almost to a fault of George Lucas that even with going back and making those CGI fixes to the old movies, his obsession with CGI just because you have the capability does to do that it doesn't mean that you should.
5: That started very early though. Yeah, he. He made Star Wars on pushing ILM.
3: And ILM, I mean, those guys, they were working in a, a sweat box. Yeah. You know, and they were told to do the impossible, and they did it. And that's part of...
5: Lucas the, was like, do this. We can't. Yes, you can. And that's been his obsession since the 70s. Yeah,
2: but... I, what I mean, can it, we do now? It, but but the the original's did still use practical effects to a very effective I, I, means.
3: I agree. I, yeah. yes. But then you look at things like the whole reason that the final Death Star trench scene was there, the whole reason there was a trench is because when they were making the Death Star they model, they, had to, glue together, <laughs> they right? had to glue it together and it made a trench. Yeah. So use
0: like an erector or a Lego set or something.
3: Yeah, I mean, whatever it was, it was just... You know, I mean, and, and Slave 1 was a, uh, a, a light off of a light post or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, crazy stuff like that.
2: But, I mean, that's, to me, that's some of the creativity that it that it takes is, is you know, the, the, they were able to make that stuff, you, you know, and, and you can effectively use CGI. There's a lot of movies that use CGI effectively, but, I mean, even now to, to, to block big blockbusters like, you know, the one that pops in my mind is like 2012 or something, well, pretty much the whole movie is CGI. You know, you lose. You, you automatically draw. You bring it away from the viewer. Well, and you need to L- know what to CGI.
5: That, that's a that's a popular example of CGI for and that's storytelling. Some of the best CGI. Yeah. The the feather. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Or the pr- or even the presidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great CGI, and the reason is is because Tom Hanks knew what to interact with and knew how to interact with it, and I think. Uh, you know, Force Awakens, and that was one of the things I, I saw online that's going around is, well, look at how much blue and green screen Force Awakens used. But they knew where to use it's, the practical effects. Yeah.
2: It's Star Wars. You well, have to. I, I mean, I, to I, take, I, I take back and look at Force Awakens and, and the effectiveness of Force Awakens. Yes, there's CGI in that a lot. But I still remember the scene with the speeder going across the open wide shot with the giant Star Destroyer in there. That's but so it's real. It, the sand is really there. It is it is the nature of the scene. And CGI complements the nature of the scene. Na- complements the nature of the wide shot.
5: Where you fast forward to Sith, where the whole course the whole on battle th- is CGI. It's and whole it's just, CGI. And like you like you said, it does take you out of it. Now, going back to George Lucas for a minute. I'll defend him a bit, but it doesn't excuse anything. Yeah, he—I don't think he's
0: ever been a great writer. No, and never. never. And American
3: was Graffiti was—he's
0: a good idea guy and a good storyteller, exactly. but that doesn't make you a good writer. Exactly. He's a great storyteller.
5: Empire and
3: worked because of Irvin Kershner. Yes.
2: Well, and, and not to cut you off, Bill, but but I think you see the difference because you do get to see some—you do get to see some some characters that that were in the original trilogy. Where the dialogue might not have been the best, but you see him in Force Awakens where they operate very, you know, they're very skilled at their you, their you dialogue. See their you acting. see, the, you see, oh, you can see the difference. I know that they've they've grown as actors and actresses, but you you definitely see the difference where you're like, well, this is might also, have been written pretty well, but you could, could also Han Solo you off. didn't want to
5: be there. My my point was was <laughs> my point was just going to be that you know we mentioned this earlier. Star Wars almost killed him. A New Hope almost killed him. That's why he didn't do Empire. That's why I, I don't... He didn't... Did he do Jedi? He did no, Jedi. No. He, did, he didn't do Jedi. He he has stated that he was going to do the first one, Phantom Menace, to get them on track. But then he just kept doing them. Well, but He came other, back
3: for clones. He came back for Sith because he want, He had an excuse for each one. He made himself the excuse, though, because the studios were like... They lined up. They offered Spielberg. And Spielberg said Yes. All of these people said yes. All these famous directors said yes, and he was like, Yeah, you know what, I, I really need to get this role and you know, like you said, I want to get it on track. He made himself these excuses. He's like a crack addict, with Star Wars, this universe being his crack. You know, that's the problem with him. And I like it says a lot to me about his writing ability and his storytelling ability when they he handed all of these ideas for the the future of the franchise to disney and jj abrams who's made his whole living on taking rebooted rebooted franchises and making them work kathleen kennedy who's been around forever and no she knows what she's doing they took all of his ideas and said literally none of these work we're gonna throw
0: them away and start start fresh because in his version weren't the heroes like teens or like 12 13 year old something he like that. He wanted him
3: younger. Yeah, yeah the whole it, it, it just didn't work.
5: No, you're right. There's you're not that right. there's not that generation anymore. Phantom Menace is the way Phantom Menace is because he was um trying to market to our generation. Yeah. I I was I was in 5th grade when that movie came out and it was fine. And,
2: and I, I and to your point, I'll say it worked. I love Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is still one of my favorite of the prequels because when I was young, I liked Phantom Menace.
3: Yeah. See, I walked out of the theater being so disappointed because I, liked
2: Phantom I remember
3: seeing the first teaser poster, and it's Jake Lloyd on Tatooine with the shadow of Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. And that right there was like, oh my God, we're going to see... And to me, I built it up in my head to be like the new Omen movie where you got Damien, you know, Satan's kid. And I'm like, man, we're going to have an evil little kid. Yeah. I've been wondering,
5: what are midichlorians? (sighs) (sighs) Bullshit. (laughs) I will say this. MacGuffin. Ray, Ray Park is the only person to kill Liam Neeson on film.
1: <laughs>
5: oh, I do like Ray Park, man. Ray Park was awesome. He's, he's a cool guy. I, I've met him a couple times. He's a phenomenal dude. I'm, uh, I'm, glad, he, I'm glad he portrayed now, um, here.
1: Oh, oh, oh wow. Ooh, ooh. uh it's, Okay. Oh,
0: and that's where part one of this epic Star Wars discussion will end. We'll pick up with part two on next week's podcast. But until then, you can check out past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience, and be sure to leave a review. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter. My personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond, and the show page is at DDE underscore podcast. And that's all I've got, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday for part two of the Star Wars Roundtable.
1: to a Nerd Cave Network production.